What's up, everyone? This is DJ Taylor. You got DJ Baxter here. And I'm DJ Davis. Welcome to the DJ's Podcast. We have so much to share with you all, and it's going to be pretty exciting. The DJ's Podcast invites artists, music lovers, industry folk, and fans of entertainment to engage in discussions about the art of music, trends, business, the industry, and so much more. It's going to be a wild ride. So tune in, have a laugh, comment, and find out why we're more than just music. You! Yeah, man, we ready to rock, baby. Hello, hello. Hello. Hi. Let's get these levels dialed in here. Check one, two, check, check. Mic check, 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 check. All right, let me turn us down. Better, better. Nice. This is phase on love. Better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, man, so... Mic check. Cool. Oh, Music Mob, I am so excited to talk to this particular guest. Um, there's so much that we're going to get into on this one, so I'm super excited. Um, I got. I just got to let the man introduce himself because I uh, I don't even know if I can do it justice. So, uh, mystery guest, who are you? What's your name? Hello. <laughs> My name is uh, James Soto. Or James Soto. <laughs> <laughs> For those who are not familiar with the infamous DJ Soto, uh, we will have all of his information in the show notes. But uh, this is one of the baddest motherfuckers <laughs> in the land. Um, I think that uh, this is going to be a really cool episode. And the other fun fact is that I'm, a, I'm actually not here by myself. It's not just me and Soto. I am... Uh, accompanied by the incredibly talented uh, and entrepreneurial DJ Acadia. Uh, DJ are- Chris Coenel. I changed it. You changed it? Yeah. Rebranded. Because nobody could uh, say my name right. So we, gotta- told you that, we told you that day one. Well, you know, you ran with it. You liked it. Because <laughs> our the, brand, the logo was dope. Yeah. So. This logo's dope, too. Oh, shoot. I want to <laughs> see it. All right. I want to see it. I, uh, I don't even know what to do. I'm, I'm sitting in the middle of these two handsome fellows, and I'm like, you know, what do we do first? But for those of you listening, I want to introduce, you know, Chris, uh, and then we're going to spend a lot of time getting into DJ Soto because we really want to talk about him and highlight him and all the incredible things that he's done in his DJ career, doing here in uh, Charleston and also in Charlotte and in Savannah and in Boston. I mean, it's just crazy. Oh, I mean, it's like it's like Mr. Worldwide, <laughs> if you know, you know, on that one. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. We'll get into that in a second, too, so... But uh, uh, DJ Chris Coe is the co-founder of DJs of Boston. And some of you that have been listening to some of the other episodes know that uh, that was my first uh, um, really, you know, dive into uh, DJing full time and really getting after it was, you know, founding uh, DJs of Boston alongside Chris. And then obviously, as you guys know, I think from episode one or two or the bonus one with Baxter, but uh we had Bo back come in and as well, and then the three of us just really ran with it and did a lot of great things. So, you know, being down here in Charleston now, things have, ch- you know, changed, and, um, you know, the company is still going strong. They're still crushing it up there and, and really focused heavy on the private events and s- stuff of that nature because our, you know, our backs are getting weak and our knees are... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and those late nights. They're not as late when we do the, uh, the private events and the weddings. No, they're definitely not. So we got to take care of ourselves there. Oh, yeah. But... Um, it's you know happy to, I'm happy to have Chris down here visiting from Boston uh, with his incredibly beautiful soon to be fiance Christina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> somebody's definitely driving with their fucking husband or, or wife or whatever and they're like oh no he didn't <laughs> <laughs> put me on the spot yeah man I, you only had one <laughs> there's only one response there i mean to to, to balance the scale here um mr soto uh is his soon-to-be fiance is just not here that's all <laughs> got you, Nikki. I got you. <laughs> nah, hey, you gotta give the secret, bro. <laughs> but no, jokes aside, um, you know, Chris and I founded DJs of Boston, and we, you know, we'll def- we're going to dive into that in a separate episode. So stay tuned. Um, but this one is all about DJ Soto, and uh, I think you know to really introduce you to the world because we have people listening from um, the UK, uh, Australia, different parts of Africa, um, South America. We have a bunch of people listening from Brazil. So shout out to all the people that have been checking out the episodes. We see you. The analytics are showing us that you're, you're listening and we appreciate the engagement. Please, 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 please click that form music mob form and let us know what you want more of what you'd like less of. Um, and just say hello, you know, and now also, uh, you can jump into the Patreon and talk to us directly. So James, DJ Soto. Que pasa? Where, where are you from, man? What's up? Wait, wait, let's talk to us. Well, I was just telling him that I'm born in Guatemala, um, born and raised. Mm-hmm. And well, I came to the United, I came to the United States in uh, 2010 when I got my green card. Mm-hmm. Thanks to my father. Um, he basically came after I was born. He stayed in Mexico for a couple of years and mm-hmm. then moved to the United States mm-hmm. where he got asylum. Mm-hmm. And then he finally got the green card in 2006. And as for me and my brother, and we got the green card in 2010. And I landed in Tampa, Florida in 2011. 2011? Well, basically December or November 2010. But let's see. Look at what you've done in 12, 12 years, bro. Yeah. We're, we're going to give it, we'll, we'll call it 10 years because of COVID. Look what you've done in a yeah. you know. Look and what actually, you've done in actually, a decade. Actually, COVID was kind of the best time for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everything changed. But going back to where I was when I came to the United States, is, is I had my first experience landing in Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry you know, about that. That Florida was the first place. <laughs> that was your introduction actually, to, actually, to the United States of America. I actually Tampa love it. isn't the worst. No, I, t- Tampa's I, dope. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, though. And, and, and I went to Clearwater Beach. and Oh, yeah. So, never mind. I experienced white sand for the first time Yeah, in my I take life, it back, yeah. You, know? you, weren't, you didn't get dropped off in Jacksonville, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, so no, that that would have been a whole different experience. <laughs> I didn't know those jokes back then, but I don't now think we're I getting. <laughs> I don't think we're getting any viewers in any of these places in Florida now that we're talking about them. Nobody's, nobody's listening to the podcast. Every, everybody, every Jacksonville Jaguar fan just said, nope, fuck this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, basically the rest of my family lives in Goose Creek, uh, That's which awesome. is 20 minutes away from Charleston, downtown Charleston. And I got a job opportunity here. Then I moved here and lived by myself downtown and I started working on a restaurant. And... That's where I got my first mixer. But I fell in love with music and DJing back in Tampa. Mm. I went to a club. Well, hold on. Let's, let's, I want, let's make sure we keep the listeners and the audience engaged here. So you came here in 2010 mm-hmm. with your, and, um, and you were in, in Florida. I was in Tampa, yeah. You were in Tampa. Okay. So, th- and that's where you first got into DJing. Yeah. Okay. Well, not not into DJing exactly, but basically, I had my first experience in a, in a real club. Okay. What and was the name of that club? 
It was called Czar. Czar? Yeah, Czar. Yeah, it was like a Russian themed club. Oh. Had three, 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 three rooms. One was dubstep, one was hip hop, and the other one was EDM. Oh. And when I went to the EDM one, I literally walked in and I was like, everything got into like slow motion. <laughs> and I was like looking around, I was like, this is amazing. And then you see that guy on the stage up there. And I'm like, that's the guy who's running the whole thing right here. So I literally spent like hours next to him, like checking what he was doing. I, he's actually coming September 29th in, Is he really? in Charleston. Wow. He's the, the, he's the, the first the, DJ that you saw in the United States. Yes. It's coming here. Yeah, DJ Monk. Did you hit him up and ask him to come? I know. He literally, they, they booked him on uh, the Purple Buffalo. Yeah. And my boy, DJ Sketch. Shout out to my boy, yeah. DJ Sketch. He, he booked him to play. And I was like, yo, that's a little, that's the guy who inspired me to be a DJ. And I'm going to come. And I got my tickets right away. So I'm coming. Wow. Yeah. I actually, like, messaged him on Facebook already. And I was like, yo, just want to let you know that you inspired me to be a DJ. And the reason I'm a DJ is because I saw you playing and doing what you were doing in Tampa. And that's that's where I am right now. Wait, did he message you back yet? Yeah. He if he didn't, if he, he said, did, I was gonna say I was. <laughs> you gotta said, roll up. He to said, Buffalo. subscribe, subscribe to my Patreon. Even knock the hustle. Like, yeah, I can't of even. Not. I can't, he's like, listen, you. Yeah, you gotta, bro. You gotta support. I gotta support him, bro. Like that is I'm incredible. I'm gonna personally go and talk to him and be like, hey, man, listen, thank you. Like, yeah, I'm gonna subscribe to his Patreon right now, bro. You know, I understand the hustle. That's so funny. That. <laughs> That's literally what happened, dude. It's so funny. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that so much. What date is that? September 29th. September 29th. Sorry, yeah. I. I uh, mm-hmm. Okay. That um, if I'm not doing a a gig, I might have to. Just, I, I'm Come just want to. I want to see like, you know, your origin story, like the genesis of it. Yes. Like, like I definitely. You, got, I want to like record everything. That's and, so yeah. dope. How that came full circle. I love how the content that you put out on social media is mm-hmm. so incredible. You sharing your story. You have, you do such a great. And anyone that's ever met, you know, DJ Soto, like, one of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, <laughs> thanks, bro. Seriously, man, like. You know, I've, I've gone through some tough times in, in the recent years, and you were always there f- for me and, and, and support. And no matter what the, you know, life happens, things happen, right? And there's always, there can always be some type of drama. But, you know, the, the people that are genuine and, and care and, and stick by ch- you. check on you, you know, hey, mm-hmm. man, how you doing? Like, you were, you were always saying, you know, hey, man, if you never need anything, or hey, man, you know, I'm just checking in on you. And I, I appreciate that so much because life is hard. And you've been very consistent. You've been the same incredible you know, very like um, selfless and, and, and compassionate person since the first time I met you <laughs> to, 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 to sitting down here and, and having the opportunity to be at our, our old stomping grounds, Trio. Shout out to Trio Nightclub, uh, Charlotte and Charleston. Um, soon to be Miami. Um, I'm just dropping a whole lot, lot of. A lot, of plugs, a lot of plugs. We got, we got two engagements coming up. Uh, Eric's now got to open a new club in Miami. <laughs> what, what, if, what if we open a Trio in Tampa? Ooh. That would be dope just from a, a branding Trio Tampa. Like, dude, come on. Take me and to I tri- open it. Take me to Trio Tampa. And then you open it. <laughs> er- oh my God. Imagine. I'll commit 50 grand right now. 
If you guys seriously want to do that, I'll commit. If we do that, we come back to this I'll, podcast and if, play it again. And, and announce it. If you guys commit to doing that, Eric, mark my word, I'll, I'll commit 50 grand. Silent partner. We might be predicting the future right now. I know. Eric's like, I need 10, 10 million, but you're like, what's your 50K going to do for me, bro? <laughs> I'll like it's it like, on Facebook. It's my life savings. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, what am I supposed to do with these pennies? It's so funny. Eric is also, so for those of you that don't know, Eric is the owner of Trio, and he's an, also an incredible, I mentioned him on another podcast, but he's just a really great guy. Um, he's been, you know, Soto being who he is today is, and I'll let him, I'll, I'll let him speak to that here in a second. I don't, actually don't want to spoil it for you guys, but. Eric's awesome. Trio's awesome. Uh, we you, got, should, you should have him on a podcast too. I'd love to have you guys together. Oh, that would be dope. I sent him a message and about the podcast and he didn't emoji or like back or anything. And I was like, fine. Yeah. And, now it's, and now it's on the internet and, and now the whole world knows Eric. So you're now going to have to listen to the podcast. He, uh, he's been part of like two podcasts, I think, since I started working for him. Yeah, he's and a busy man. I always listen to them because, you know, like, they're really interesting yeah. how, how he was a bar back and now he owns the spot. I know. Like, yeah. that's, that's, and that's such a great story, too, because this, you know, this podcast is all about the industry, you know, mm-hmm. culture, moves, trends, like things that are happening, not just like weddings, stuff like that, but just like entertainment. And, and I mean, a lot of things that center around, because DJs, you know, if you know the history of DJing, like, like we were the, the, the epicenter, like we were the, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 the go to, the, we were Life the ones party, that, yeah, yeah like, the DJ is, if you didn't have a DJ at your party, you know what I mean? Like, you weren't having a party. You know what I mean? You needed a DJ back in the old days. And so it's like, this, I think the, the DJ's podcast is just a kind of a cool way to yeah. be like, hey, like, we're not just talking about, like, you know. Performers in general, man. Mm-hmm. Like, we all have a lot of things in common. Singers, mm-hmm. even, com- like, comedians and stuff. They all have writers. They all have to be ready to perform. 100%. You have to transfer the same energy to the people, connect to the crowd. 100%. Always reading the room. Yeah, read in the room, you know, make sure you do a good job. You got to be mentally, physically ready to do a great job. It's just no do whatever you want. It's just got to make sure that people who's people like, enjoy it. Enjoying it, yeah. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about DJing. So we went off every podcast for those listening that have listened to all the ones to know that mine starts like here and it ends up like over here. And Same with me, way. man. <laughs> That's why every like, like, ser- like it's going to be. Uh, DJ Soto Part One, DJ Soto Part Two, DJ Soto Part Three, and the culmination. It's like the Marvel Universe, man. It has like (laughs) branches everywhere, and then I come back at the end. You know, we're in the multiverse. It's like one of Taylor's DJ sets. It goes all over the place, right? And then you bring it back to the journey. It's the multiverse. That's we should call this just the multiverse. I should just change the whole name of the podcast. Yeah, the DJ's podcast is now just the multiverse. DJ Multiverse. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I don't know. Maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Figure got it lot, out. Got a lot of ideas. So, so to talk to us about your, your, you know, you've seen um, that other gentleman in Tampa crush it, right? And now you're like, I want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. how did how did it all start for you? You know, well, I got super excited, and I feel like I discovered Shazam, mm-hmm. and I had my first Sprint phone. It was a Motorola, I remember, and I downloaded Shazam, the app, and I started like Shazamming every song. And when I was getting home, I was just downloading the tracks. And what were you downloading them with? CP Share. Oh, CP Share. I didn't yeah. know if you were like a Napster or like Lime a LimeWire. No. Lime wire. This guy, his name is Baruch. He, I will, bro, I will never like forget about him. He actually like 
put me on the scene and he gave me a couple tricks. He's not even a DJ. He didn't give him any music for those listening. At the <laughs> he got lanes. all of his music legally. Paid for everything. <laughs> now, now I do. Now I do. We pay for everything. You don't even, you don't even get like the full quality stuff, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm like professional, like everything has to be mm. the best quality, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Top tier. But back in the day, I was just having it on my laptop. So he he was like, "Hey, if you want to like." listen to a specific DJ, you, you got to go to a thousand one tracklist.com mm-hmm. and every, see what the sets every, were. Every song is there and you can just download the links and stuff to like get the songs and, or the names. Right. And see if they're available online, you know? That's a good call. I literally, like, I literally started subscribing to, to record pools like seven years ago. That's when my, it was the first my one. DJ that you just, used. Club Killers. Club Killers, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah and then Club I discovered there's so many more. Now I'm subscribed to like five of them. Yeah, I mean, DJ City, always. DJ City, was, I got DJ City DJ too. DJ City, uh, my MP3 pool. But you uh-huh. gotta, you, I feel like you have to use multiple ones to get well-rounded music uh, like collection. On, depends on the gig too. Yeah, I have totally my, depends I have on my the reggaeton gig. nights that I, I started from scratch, Trioteca, at, you know, when I have once every, every month here at Trio. And I have to like get new new music or intros, yeah, or edits that will work for the night, you know. And I, it's it's tough. I mean, a, a lot of stuff on like SoundCloud, you have to find the ones that you can download so you get the good quality. Mm-hmm. You don't want to keep ripping those kind of things. Yeah, Again, everything's legal, <laughs> but it's, but yeah, those are things that maybe if you play in a bar, maybe you can rip it from YouTube. You know, yeah, but not I don't recommend club, yeah. that. I'm so against it, but. If you really need it right away, I literally saw one of my friends going to YouTube and trans like convert YouTube to MP3 and get the song to play for somebody who was asking for it. Especially with private gigs, it's you have yeah. to like, oh, can you get this one? Oh, can you get this or version? Connect, connect your phone to no, absolutely four not channel, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Dude, aux into the main mixer. Ugh. Man, yeah, it's crazy. The sound for, of the plug-in. <laughs> for the, for the, there's so many people that are listening. They're like, what are they talking about? Like, it's like this mother taking, you know, driving back from Whole Foods with her kids. She's like, what is, what is DJ City? What is Club Hill? So these guys are, these are record pools. So you can subscribe to a website, and that website will allow you to download whatever music they offer unlimitedly. Well, generally, it's like you can like download twice, or yeah, or three or four. But you can download that track. Uh, but you're paying a subscription, and then they have the the copyrights with like the different labels. Mm-hmm. Copyrights with the different labels and stuff. Was that Christina? No, it was. Oh, did somebody just come in? Might have been an alarm. Oh, an alarm. Oh yeah, maybe somebody came out the door. Hold on, let's check with Christina. Christina, what we got? Was what? it? What is it saying? Or trio's haunted. Oh, I think it's that that thing right there. That white thing with the purple light. Where? I can see it right here. Am I see? Oh, right here. The the camera and the. Should I go change the battery or something? <laughs> yeah, we can we can pause. Sorry, guys. Hold on, we're gonna pause real quick. <laughs> we back. It was a walkie-talkie. Yeah, it was a walkie-talkie, guys. We're back. We're back. Sorry about that. We changed the batteries. We changed the batteries. <laughs> <laughs> I turned it off. I don't have batteries. But uh, let's jump into So we talked about music and like, I mean, obviously how you get music, stuff like that. And, we'll, and guys, you know, definitely we'll, we'll do a deeper dive into like how DJs get their music and all that stuff. But, you know, getting back to you mm-hmm. and your story, you know, so talk us through 
getting music, so Shazam and etc. Mm-hmm. I derailed us when I asked about what platform, so I'm, I'm sorry about that again. <laughs> so basically, that's how I was, I was like building my playlist mm-hmm. on my laptop, you know, for the first time. The best thing for you to do is get comfortable, get real comfortable where you're not going to move at all, and then bring the mic to you. Because when you move like this, think about if you're in a car listening to music and then all of a sudden the singer was like this. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I'm just. <laughs> I don't know how that sounded in the headphones. I'm just hyperactive all the time, yeah. moving all the time. You and me too. That's why you see me like this. Negative. Yeah. You got to yeah. drop me to a chair right here. I had to, that's why you see me sitting here like this. Give me a strap or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I just try to just, you know, just keep the mic someplace so that clear. So. Got it, got it. Ooh, that sounds good. All right. So ASMR. <laughs> ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> oh, I have to do this for, Be- for uh, Bexer. Oh, bad man. So it's a running thing now. I gotta do one. DJ Soto. Ooh. <laughs> All right, Crisco, what you got? DJ Crisco in the mix. <laughs> that that wasn't bad. That was, that's good. Five dollars. <laughs> a song. Where do you find this? <laughs> Damn. Oh, remember? I got it. I got it. I got, it. I, I got the clear version though. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? <laughs> I love you guys so much. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my gosh. We should do also do an episode of like all drops, like the funny drops, like know, and just right? crack jokes. Or we just watch them online and just like comment. That's it. <laughs> just samples too. Mm-hmm. Wah, 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 wah. We got samples. We got uh, we got a little. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. We got we got all you got the, the shots. Pop pop pop. No, the gunshots. <laughs> This is a family-friendly podcast. Okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? All right, so go ahead. Get into you starting to DJ. Mm-hmm. And like you, what was that like? Well, when I moved that here, process. like I said, I moved to uh, Charleston. That's where I got my first mixer. Mm-hmm. And from the kitchen. What was that? The restaurant I was working at. Mix Truck Pro. Oh. For $125 mm. from my friend, Marco. He sold it to me. He was a guy in the kitchen. He was like, hey, I got this, and I know you like music, and maybe you can start practicing. And I got it, and I connected it to my laptop where I was building my music from Tampa, and I started mixing on Virtual DJ. Oh, and then we all started on Virtual yeah. DJ. Uh, not I. No? Serato from day one, bro. Oh, okay. Wow. Serato from day one. He's bro. fancy. Kevin Monroe, bro. I, DJ oh, Marty yeah. was always had me on the street. Yeah. I had no idea about Serato or anything until I met DJ United and he had this phase that he plugged it. The off. SL box. Yes. The Serato box. Yeah, dude. Bro, the Rain SL one, yep. two, and three boxes. Mm-hmm. It's funny, literally a podcast we recorded two weeks back that we haven't dropped yet because it's still being edited because it is uh, aggressive. And so we might put the unedited in, in Patreon, but keep the censored one more censored, I should say, because mm-hmm. you know, we don't do a great job but on uh, Spotify. But um, we talk about the boxes and like how you, you need to know how to use one of those as like the... The entry into being a DJ, like See, knowing, like understanding how to. Like, you're a vinyl DJ. I have no idea how to yeah. use one of those. <laughs> it, yeah. It's too much. It's so much work. But that's how it worked back in the day. You were taking, it was analog. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You didn't have, how were you going to digitize? That device digitized. It allowed the computer, right? To interface. To under, interface and understand what you are doing to the platter. That's all it was doing was mm. was helping the computer to understand what I'm doing with my hands. Because 
with vinyl, obviously it was pick the track you want, find it on the record, play that track, manipulate it to help your transitions, slow it down, speed it up, add a little mm-hmm. scratch for creative for creativity, da da da, blend like. DJing back in the day was very, the fundamentals is, is still what I teach DJs. Like I teach mm-hmm. like understanding how to use your mixer, understanding how to create your own mashups and transitions, like, but like doing it with the basic tools so that way no matter what hardware you're on, you can jump into it. Mm-hmm. But that's why that SL box was dope because it helped people to get so much more creative. It opened up the, a world of possibilities, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? So definitely if you, if you guys don't know what a rain sl box is definitely um i think it was rain serato live yeah. yeah was what it stood for um google that because that is such a cool thing and like we should get one deconstruct it and put it in like a on a frame because that's a cool D- that'd be cool dj yeah. art i never used it <laughs> that's what i'm saying he's sitting here with his eyes wide like what i'm learning too <laughs> Love it. I literally jumped into the Mixtech Pro and then I got a new mark, NS7. Oh, I like the NS7. Yeah. The, NS7. the first NS7. So heavy, bro. I know. And I was carrying that thing, man. And after a, a performing, I was drunk and just going back home with my rollers. So just on the street. It was the worst. Oh, just I, smack in the back of your heel. Any girl oh, took home, oh they, they had to help me put the cases in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the deal. That was part of I think we all had our helpers. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, I used to I used to do construction on the weekdays. Yeah. And then DJing at night, and then I had my van from construction with all the tools inside. Yeah. And I had my speakers and my DJ equipment there, and I have people coming to my house for the after party. So everybody was sitting on buckets on my way home <laughs> on, on my work buckets. van. <laughs> <laughs> on my work van, bro. Drumming along to the music. <laughs> I swear it's so funny, man. I wish you had a picture of like everybody in the back of the car drunk oh, on buckets. Ugh. Wouldn't that be cool? On the way to the after, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and like video, like pictures of that to like you opening four. Well, I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to ruin it. But like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Man. All right. So you went from, you went from having fucking um, your, 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 your um, night nurses help you carry the, the, the DJ tech in the Nine crib. Nurses, I didn't know that term. Nine you never nurses. heard that term? You just no. come back from Jamaica. You ever heard it? Bro, Gregory, Gregory Isaacs, Night Nurse. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs, reggae songs of all time. Um, listen to that when we, like, after this. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it. And it's going to take you right back to Jamaica. What? My night nurse. It's so good. Yeah, it's I love reggae. I was gonna ask him to sing it. I was, I was hoping to hear Taylor's beautiful Bro, I voice. S- <laughs> I literally, I, I used, when I was I used to do construction, I, I used to listen to. I know he's not Jamaican, but Stick Figure, bro. It was, mm. it was so chill. My friend, he, he was a Christian and my coworker. He never cursed or anything. He was listening to this nice reggae, and I was like, "What is that? It's all Stick Figure. I love it." And I was like, "I fell in love with that." That's what's up. Yeah, I love the vibe. I uh, I like um, what's it called, um, like just nice chill reggae. I gotta get you into some like soca, dancehall, calypso, all the island like. Mm-hmm. Genres. I love that. So dope, man. Mm-hmm. Like if you guys aren't familiar with soca, uh, calypso, uh, dancehall, like all that, you gotta you gotta just go on to Spotify and type that. And I pr- 
promise you it's going to put a smile on your face. It might be a little intense, like some of the Soka and Calypso. Follow the leader. It's a, 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 a. It's a little, it's, you know what I mean? It's fun. Man. It's, it's fun. fun. It's energetic. Yeah. Nikki, my girlfriend, loves it. Yeah? She I can see her she, she fucking up some Calypso. She lived in Trinidad and Tobago for yes. like months. Yes. I can see her so she much enjoying that. She worked at the American Embassy and, and she came back. She was like, you got to listen to Soka. It's so fun. She looks like, oh, yeah. she looks like somebody that works at the U.S. Embassy. Yeah. <laughs> she's fun. No, Nikki's amazing. She the is amazing. Humanitarian people I ever met in my life. I know that. That's why I'm saying that like she yeah. looks. You know how some people just have this face. It looks like they're just they they have so much love in them and they mm-hmm. want to help people. Yeah. She has that energy yeah. and that face. Like you look at her, and you're like, you're just a good soul. She and yeah, for real, dude. You know, she's yeah. she she's a sweetheart. And seeing her support you and like be there for you through the you know uh, everything you've experienced, Thinking bro. She literally helped me to become a better person in my life. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Never. We never, ever had a fight in six years. Wow. Yeah. We never argue. She, we always communicate. Yeah. And she's there when I'm performing, when I'm done at the end of the night. She's making the pizza at home when we get home at three in the morning. Is she still <laughs> helping you to carry cases? If she used to. She, <laughs> she had to carry the, 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 the speakers too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> The other side of the sub, maybe <laughs> you had to help me. I can't take this all by myself. No. <laughs> yeah, down the stairs at Uptown, bro. I oh love. Oh my god. Oh, dude, the Uptown. Like, you know, the only thing worse than Uptown is um, Parcel. Th- you ever do a gig at Parcel Thirty Two on no. King? No, I the heard about it though. Sh- treacherous. That sucks. Getting up and down the stairs there sucks. Oh, really? Sucks, man. Dude, sucks. I haven't even started my set and I'm sweating already. I'm like. <laughs> Just it's so much work. It is, man, and I think a lot of times people forget like lugging gear around and like kind of getting through the load up process mm-hmm. is 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 oftentimes like a blocker because it's like you have to do all that and it takes you out of that energetic, mm-hmm. excited mindset that you were mm-hmm. getting ready for your gig. Like you're fired up to get there, and then you're like, oh snap, it's a hundred degrees out. It's, you know this. You know South Carolina heat, yeah. And I gotta, I gotta lug this subwoofer from, you know, three hundred yards away over to the, to to my gig. If you're lucky, you get a parking spot in front of the venue. But if you're not lucky, you gotta park somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Or put your emergency lights in front of the venue. Mm-hmm. Real quick, load everything in, go park, come back, take everything upstairs, install everything, connect everything, make sure you got a shade or something so your laptop not overheat. Oh yeah, and then play. Yes, and then, for four hours or five hours, whatever yeah, it is. you get a couple of drinks, you get fun. Oh, you got to take everything out of here right now. Mm-hmm. It's literally like two hours of loading in and out mm-hmm. or three. Mm-hmm. Depending on what you Yeah, it's a lot of work, man. And people will say, well, I want to give you $250, <laughs> and, and, but have you played four hours? It's like, you, what? For eight hours of work. <laughs> oh, it's this guy. Sorry if you guys hear the uh, the... It's all good, bro. Um, if you guys hear a little background noise, the squad's here making <laughs> making some things happen. We got magic happening tonight, but um, but yeah, man. So all right, so you you got started DJing. Um, mm-hmm. Let's dive into it. Like, what's what was that? Because what I want for you know the average kid listening to hearing this to oh, hear yeah. is like what like what was that like for you? Like, what was that process what? to get to where you from where you were uh-huh. there to where then where you thought you were like good enough. And then we'll dive into before the you know we run out of time. I would love to touch on like then good enough mm-hmm. to great, and then <laughs> to the fucking the fucking to uh, where you are now. Where you are now, which is just 
Um, What's Dragon dumb. Ball Z freaking? Uh, not not ultra angsty yet. <laughs> super super, super saiyan. You're, you're, you're super saiyan. You're maybe three, maybe you know. Yeah, bro, you're, you're getting there, bro. You're glowing, baby. You're <laughs> glowing. You. You're glowing. Well, I started practicing after I got my mixer from the guy in the kitchen. I yeah. used to practice in my room by myself for like hours on my breaks, and just keep just keep downloading my 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 favorite songs and you know beat matching them. The, the BPM thing was the first thing I learned how mm. to. Had to be the same BPM, you mm. know, and I spent hours just practicing in my house before I got a gig. And one day, I walk into Republic with my friend DJ Leo, mm-hmm. and he introduced me to the manager. And he explained to him that I used to like like electronic music and stuff. And he he asked me, "You have anything on SoundCloud or anything?" And I said, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> and I show him. He grabbed my phone and just mm-hmm. walked around. And he was like, you want to play on Sunday? And I was like, yeah. You have a mixer? I was like, yeah, I have the new market in seven. He's like, bring your mixer and your music and I'll have you here on Sunday. When and was that? What year was that? Oh, my God. I remember the exact year, man. It was probably 2013. So three years after you came yeah. to the States, yes. you were DJing at Republic, one of the hottest it was spots. The hot, it was the hottest spot back there, like right there. It, Still one of the hottest spots, but, oh, right the, now, but yeah. the hottest spot. That was number so, one. For, the, for, the for those of you that don't go, know, like, Republic is where they film um, Southern Charm. Southern Charm. So Southern, Char- Southern so my, Charm and Southern Hospitality. So right my now. guy was three years into being here. He's DJing at mm-hmm. the same, the hottest venue in, in Charleston. In Charleston, yeah. And also where they filmed two of the hottest shows on what, Bravo or E, whatever yeah. it is. I'm, I'm on one of the episodes too. That's, <laughs> that's crazy. Great yeah. job, man. Do you yeah. watch that Three episode? years in. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I made it to TV, mom. Look. Send me the link to the episode. I haven't seen I it. Even, I don't even know the number of the episode, but I posted it on Facebook. I'll send uh, it to I'll, you. All right, yeah, send me the link. I, I want to watch it. I'm there for like four seconds. Yeah. I was the happiest kid alive. I hope I make season four of uh, OBX. Uh, so there's something to be like, look, look. Right? <laughs> I, can't, I can't say anything about it. It's but exciting, you know? Just, I, hope I, I hope I make it. Solid charm with people. Are super famous now. Everybody. Yeah. Craig, Conover, and everyone else. Shep and you know they started from here Charleston not mm-hmm. everywhere and now Southern Hospitality the other show too yeah, yeah they're popping they're popping we also now. have Below Deck starting filming um, around the corner oh, really? here too yep um, I got a, a YouTube video that's about to drop with uh, Outer Banks is getting recorded too, yeah you know? I was a extra in Outer Banks season 4 oh, oh, cool. so, you didn't tell me that oh uh, yeah I'll show you some pictures I, I oh. can't talk about anything on the airwaves but I'll show you I'll tell you privately and show you some stuff nice um, but uh, so secretly yeah I have a question for you what were some of those fir- the first songs that you played in that first set can you remember some of them good one back then it was like chammy style future house you yeah. know oh, the yeah. vibe was more like a loungy vibe so I kept it like deep house mm-hmm. nothing too hard I dropped some hip hop too that I had because what hip hop song did you play? I used to follow DJ United when he was playing, and I was standing literally behind him and waiting for people's reaction every time he would drop a track, and people would go, "Oh, you know." Yeah. I was just going in my notes, yeah. write down those songs, write down the name, because I'm what I'm on. Like I don't, I've been here for two, three years. I have no experience on this culture, but I want to be part of it. You know? Right. So I did my own personal research without telling anybody. I just want to be allowed to. That's why we always be thankful to United and Starbucks. Those mm-hmm. guys like kind of helped me to be where I am right now too. Uh, bro, that was a crazy year, man. I'm, so 
it was my second year being here, and you, me, Sparkbox, United. Oh yeah, that that was the trio crew. That was the crew for that whole year, and you know I'm very thankful to Eric for letting me in and be a part of that. And it was also a very crazy time in my life. So I, I no longer drink, but <laughs> it was a crazy time. It was a crazy time. We had we had a good time, but um, but yeah, man, it's it was great to be in the company of the three of you because mm-hmm. you are so talented and. Sparkbox is the first person I really, mm-hmm. when I moved here, saw DJ, and that inspired me to actually. Because when I moved to Charleston, I was gonna, I was gonna retire. I was like, I, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm mm-hmm. good. I saw Sparkbox, and I was like, Oh, there are some heavy hitters down here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, like, like, all right. Let me get in the mix and start showing yeah. people what's up. And then United and seeing his doing, his, and they have very different styles. Mm-hmm. Sparkbox and United, so yeah. you get to see very two different. You know, United on fire is very different than Sparkbox on mm-hmm. fire. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it was so cool to see that energy here. And I don't. Even, I still don't think Charleston. The, the I don't think Charleston as a city appreciates how much talent there is in the city. There's it's so much talent mm-hmm. here. You know, I was talking about it with Chris on um, Chris, DJ Chris Vincent on another episode. There's so many talented people here. Yeah. And I look forward to seeing the the community, the arts and entertainment community continue to grow here because there is so much that this city mm-hmm. can accomplish and showcase um, from people that are here that are passionate about mm-hmm. this and other and a lot of other things, you know. So Yeah, so the bigger names in Charleston when I started playing was Rehab, DJ Rehab, mm-hmm. which is still like really good. He does weddings now. Mm-hmm. Uh Natty Heavy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, United mm-hmm. and Sparbooks. Addy Heavy and Rehab are monsters too. Yeah. They're fucking beasts. Dude, boy. They're men. But, Those boys are good. But yeah, man, I was just following them everywhere and just checking what they were doing and just make the typing notes, bro. I was just I was just going back home and just getting those tracks. When were you and, sleeping between all the work? And then all the late nights, like, <laughs> and all the buckets. I wasn't even sleeping that much, I guess. <laughs> I know, right? But I was at the restaurant back then still, you know. That's when I, when I stopped working at a restaurant, that's when I went to construction. But between that, um, yeah, that's how I build my playlist. And literally, like, people would request songs, and I would type them down and go back home and get them after, you know. So I was putting, like, a lot of effort to get tracks that people wanted to listen, so. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate, you know, how many kids nowadays that they watch, they walk up to you here at Trio and be like, "Yo, let me DJ, bro." Mm-hmm. And like, think about how much work and time and hours you put in. You put in hundreds of hours to yeah. to get into where you're at. And like, you know, on Chris and I's episode, you guys will hear more about like our story of DJ Boston starting and all that. But like, I'm so it's so great to hear how much time and effort you put into it because that's mm-hmm. similar to what we did. Like we were very focused on putting in that behind the scenes time to just get better and, and yeah. hone our craft and, 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 you know, be students of the game and figure mm-hmm. out how do we get better? What, what where, where do we need? We made tens of thousands of dollars in investments to yeah. just make ourselves obviously make, you know, walk the walk, the walk and, mm-hmm. and talk to talk. Right. So like we had to do all the things that everybody else was doing and make the investments in, in, in ourselves. And you putting that in the heavy time investment in yeah. yourself, bro. Is, make sure we did things the right way. I was just walking around with my broken English, bro, talking to these DJs. And I was, hey, man, my name is James. And I remember my first hey. DJ name was Johnny, it, Johnny Boy. Because my middle name is Jonathan. Is DJ Johnny Boy? I'm Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy. <laughs> yeah. Who's DJ fi- Johnny Boy. <laughs> DJ Johnny Boy. Literally. <laughs> Who's 50 Cent? Uh-huh. And... Just, so. just just playing at Republic, and then eventually from Sundays they put me on Wednesdays, and then I remember the manager asked me, "Hey, we need a DJ for Thursday. You know anybody?" 
and I was trying to go through my phone. Me? <laughs> I was trying to get, my, you know, humbly, I was trying to go to my phone looking for DJ names and stuff. He was like, can you play for us tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, of course I can. So it was What's late, your DJ late, name? Ladies night, DJ Johnny Boy. Oh. <laughs> and... Then I, when I that started, could be a movie, right? That could be a movie. DJ Johnny, well, your whole life could be a movie. Like your, if you want, if you want really, to do a fun DJ if, movie, if I tell you the first part of my life, like it was like a interesting story too. When I ran away from my stepdad house and stuff, I want to hear all yeah, that. We're gonna talk about that too. It's a lot. It's a, happened a lot of things, man. I came from like a separate family stuff. Yeah, and. You got like, some good stories, man. Yeah, like I was part of like, you know, I was victim of domestic violence in mm. my house, you know, so I had to run away. And I went to my grandparents' house who live in Goose Creek, so, yeah. I can't wait to, we're, we're, we're going to get, part two, obviously part two. we're going to bring <laughs> fucking Soto back. Like, I want Soto to be a part of this, man. Like, yeah, anytime. Real quick t- tidbit about this, like, I don't want the DJ's podcast to just be me and, and Baxter and, 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 and Davis and all this. Like, I want it to be a community thing. That's yeah, really my focus here. So, man. like, I want to encourage people to interview each other and talk and share stories mm-hmm. and come together and be collaborative, break bread, all that fun stuff. Yeah. That's why it's, you know, this is very agnostic. It's not a DJ's Charleston thing. It's just mm-hmm. the DJ's podcast, right? Yeah. I want this to be a community effort. And so I, you know, it want to encourage you, if there's somebody you want to interview, mm-hmm. take this and, and I mean, take the hardware and go interview them. And I would love to share that story on the podcast. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Podcast to me is just a fucking library. It's just a, yeah. a place for people to go and, and, and to, to gather, you know? I used to get really nervous when people would invite me to podcast. This is, like, my third one. But my first one, I was super nervous. And I realized it's good. just, we're just, like, talking in general. Like, it's a normal conversation which we're having between friends. That's yeah. it. Just and some I told my girlfriend, I'm, I'm worried about people not understanding my English and stuff. And she's like, no, nah, you're really it. I was like, well, it's been 10 years. And there's years, so many know? people. It's also, like, people that will hear your voice mm-hmm. and your story and that representation is so powerful to them. Absolutely. You know how many people you can inspire? Bro, I can show you right now how many people in other countries and South America that are listening to this podcast. Yeah. And you'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You'd be like, holy shit. Like people back home in Guatemala are hearing this. And you'd be like, I got to make sure I remember to tag, you know, make one of the tags Guatemala. But like, you know, one of the things I was thinking about on the way over here was like, I want to make sure that we do this. We dub this in other languages. I want people in other yeah, Language is definitely. to be able to hear this, especially Spanish. You yeah, know what I mean? Bro, definitely. I can be part of that. So we easy. Easy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> I got that cover, baby. <laughs> so we, we're going to experiment. But I definitely, because I know that we're, we, we, got, we got dinner coming up around the corner, I definitely want to get into you and the, one of the biggest shows that you've had recently before. Uh-huh. I want to end on that. But, you know, where are we at right now? We're at you, um, your Republic gig. So let's go back to yeah. that. So when I started playing for Republic, that's when older venues like heard about me and they asked me mint like shout out to neil mm-hmm. he asked me hey you want to play for me and i was like oh yeah of course and i always like high energy edm music you know 128 bpm which is bits bits per minute four on the floor <laughs> but um yeah so i always play open format too because i would go through my whole playlist every time i get a new track i just added it to my playlist and depending of the night that's where i will go you know right Start on hip hop, go up to EDM, come back down to hip hop, and you know it's like a roller coaster. You got to exactly. take people to in, in a journey, you know. And yeah, it's it's always at least for me, it was always about bringing people on a journey. Uh huh. And basically, I base my performances and giving the people seventy five percent of my performance and twenty five percent for me, maybe right if I'm lucky. 
you know, I can play stuff that I like. But if it's a night where, you know, I'm, I, I can't read the crowd and I'm like, okay, 100% for them because I got to work. I, I want to work for The tonight. way I think about it, there's so much music out there that what you're playing, you'll enjoy in some sort of way. You mm-hmm. probably wouldn't play it if you didn't enjoy it in some sort True. of way. I love music in general. Yeah. I don't care about genres. I don't hate, yeah, don't hate on and any genres. Some of them are not my favorite, but I'm, I respect the art, you know. There's it's, a time and a place. Somebody, There's just, a time and a place for Just everybody. the fact that somebody will send me a track. People send me tracks all the time. Hey, listen to this. Hey, listen to that. I love when people do that because that's a little piece of happiness that they yeah. want to share with me. That's and, such a beautiful outlook. Yeah. And I, I, I like that they want to share that little piece of happiness with me, you know. Yo, listen to this. And I'm like, thank you, man. And I give it a listen, you know. Sometimes just that's any, why I think any song, about but I like to give it a listen. And I'm like, thank you, man. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that little piece of happiness with me. That's why I think about requests, the same mm-hmm. thing. That's that little piece of happiness that that person wants to see. They might, they might have like a little story behind it or they yeah. might just enjoy it so much, you know. When people work from nine to five jobs, like they got nine to five jobs. And on the weekend, they just want to like, let loose. Get, let loose, get away from that, and just be happy, you know? Like, we, we have that for them. So, I'm here for you, man. I'll that's, play you track. That's, uh, that's so beautiful. Cause I know a lot of people that don't feel that way. They're like, oh, stop harassing me, man. I don't want to play your gist, this, that, and the other. Um, so, I love that, that you, you know, that you're saying that, I mean, you might now get a whole bunch of more people sending you tracks, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, but it's fine, you know. All right, I'm putting some, your, some I'm, of those, so those tracks, I never had them. Basically, I started playing for every venue, and I got to play through every venue in Charleston, you know. Right. Silver Dollar, and then I played for Uptown. I even played for Pantheon. Remember Pantheon? Who's Pantheon? The club used to be before Deco. I wasn't in a... I wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> You gotta let me know when you take a picture, bro. That's a new meme. That was his face every time that they told him that uh, the, the hip-hop artist. He was like... <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what's their name? <laughs> Dude, look at my face, bro. I love this photo. This is... <laughs> Save it as my contact picture. <laughs> <laughs> I will, I will. Oh, you want to smile for this one? Wait, hold on. Let me see if I can get the... There we go. That's good right there. Don't move because it's a night time for some reason. It's dark in here. Yeah, that's true. Boom. Perfect. I love All it. Right. Send it to me. I will. Um, but yeah. yeah, so that's that's how I started playing for so Pantheon. Yeah, Pantheon yeah. was a, a gay club. Okay. And that was the only club that will play EDM. They play Data Life. That's how it was, bro. Even Data for us, yeah. it's crazy. Like uh-huh. only the like it was such, such a big part of the gay community because no other places wanted to hear that. Yeah, and then I, I used to go there, you know, and you know, sometimes I was dancing. Mm. I, I thought it was a girl, but it was a guy. So I was like, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was always always high energy, man. And yeah. then I even got to DJ there. That's awesome. Because Jesse, the DJ, the guy who used to DJ there all the time. He needed like a night to be covered, and he asked me. He's like, "Hey, I only trust you because I feel like you're the only person who knows what we really want." And I was like, "Thank, thank you very much." That's wow. Mm-hmm. That's when tsunami came out. Remember tsunami? Tsunami. Dude, and I was dropping that, bro. And everybody crazy, and the power breakers went down. Poof! Everything turned off because I was cranking the volume. I didn't know what was going on. But, you know, you learn from all these right. mistakes that you make. But I was so excited about it. That's awesome. I love that so much. Yeah. 
and then I played there twice. And that's how, but then Trio opened and they announced it, you know, on the magazines and every, everywhere. And I was like, wow, that's a nice club. I wish I could play there. And it was, why not, senile playing here all the time. Mm. And I was like, wow, I wish I could have an opportunity at Trio. And I used to come here trying to get a drink and the bartender will ignore me. And I was like, wow, I just want to be here, man. Let me get a Corona, bro. <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But no, you have it for Not real. You have it for real. But yeah, and then, you know, I was playing a mint and Eric, the owner of Trio, used to go there and check from outside. And I got the place popping, bro, playing DJ Snake and stuff, you know, and twerk, because twerk was the, yeah. like, 100, 100 BPM stuff yeah. was the thing, you know, yeah. the hi-hat. Mm. And then he asked me eventually, hey, you want to you play for me? Actually, why not? It was, hey, I can't DJ at 301. Can you cover for me? I was like, is the owner okay with it? He said, yeah, work. And that's when I got my first opportunity here. I went to the stage upstairs and started taking pictures. <laughs> I was like, I want to have like this documented. I, yeah. I don't know when I'm coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's when Eric got to like meet, like know me, and we met, and he liked my style and stuff. Yeah, and eventually we, I started getting booked here for him more and more and more. Uh -huh. And then COVID hit, and then. I feel like a couple months after they allow people to be sitting outside and I was DJing, he called me, he was like, hey, can you play Sunday for me? Bring your DJ friends and I want you to be in charge of this. Can you do it? And I was like, yeah, I can do it. And I used to bring my speakers, my sound, my mm -hmm. everything and play from the upstairs in the back yeah, yeah, yeah. to the patio. Yeah. People sitting, you know, not, yeah. not sitting for real. People don't, didn't care. And that's how Eric noticed my work ethic and my music selection. And he said, one day, we, we used to close at 11 p.m. And one of those nights I was drinking with him and I personally asked him, because I'm a really curious guy. I will always ask you random questions. Why, why you do this? Oh, what perfume you, are you wearing, you know? Like, mm. It smells really good. So I asked him, why you pick me? Like, what do you like about me? I want to know, you know, because I like feeling special for some reason. And he told me, your character, man. I really like your character. And then I asked my girlfriend, what character means? <laughs> <laughs> for real, I'm telling you. I asked Nikki. Oh, I was like, oh, thanks, man. And then I went home and I was like, hey, baby, what character means? I had to Google it, you know? Oh my god! Yeah, she, she, she like you're crazy. Can Nikki speak Spanish? Yeah, of course. Ah. Yeah, Nikki lived in Cuba for six months, in Medellin, Colombia, for six for six months. So that's oh. been that was probably really big for your relationship that she could she could obviously speak Spanish yeah. with you. That's one so, of the first questions I she asked me. Do you speak Spanish? I said, yeah. She was like, Yo, me too. Yo también. <laughs> I was like, nice. And we started meeting mm. each other, bro. And she was actually hanging out with my roommate. <laughs> And then my roommate got a girlfriend. Yeah. But Nikki was there with us the yeah. whole time. We were a whole group. Yeah. And I was like getting to know her and I realized she was amazing. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Do you want to grab a couple of drinks? Is it a dollar? Let's go. So we went to see a dollar and had a first date. Mm. And then, you know, it's been six years now. <laughs> We've been sleeping together every night since that day. 
That's bro. Yeah. You know? Congrats, man. I love that so much. Yeah, man. I love that so but much. But yeah, Nikki's living in Cuba. She she lived in Trinidad and Tobago. I took it to Guatemala with me already mm. too. She loved it. Yeah. My whole family loved her too. Now, listen, man, I, I I'm going on a vacation with you, Nikki. I want to do that. Let's go. Because we're talking about it. I know, and we need to make it happen. I just got back from a bunch of travel. Like I've the first six months this year, I have been all travel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I spent the first month of this year out of the country. And it's like, I would have so much fun with you and Nikki. Of course, bro. And I'm like, that would be such a cool experience. And I would love to go to a place that's predominantly Spanish-speaking. So that way, like, yeah, I don't have to do anything. I got you, baby. So that way you guys can let's just hear, let's hear your Spanish. Going. Let's hear your Spanish. It's inappropriate for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the thing. I'm like, como esta? Chupa me. No, hey. <laughs> Chupapi manano? Chupapi manano. Dude, I say that that's all the time. I say that all the time. Um, but yeah, man. So yeah, you started DJing Trio. So he told you that your character was dope. Uh-huh. And then... Which we all know. And then I was like, I want to play here. That's what I want. I want to be on the stage. Like, I play for pretty much eight years in, in, in college bars and sports bars. Mm. Sometimes I would DJ and people would watch a game, you know, and it was kind of awkward and... You know, it's fun sometimes because a lot of people are there, but just I want the real stage. You know, mm-hmm. I want the lasers. I want the haze. I want CO2. And Trio is the only place that had it. You want the show. Exactly. The whole, you want to go every, to the show. Every element is really important, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a big factor. Everything of the works whole together. Show, you know, every, everything has to work perfect, like 100% for, for, to give the customer the experience that we'll be talking about the next day. Be like, oh wow, amazing! I had a great night. Remember when they throw that, you know, the CO two at the perfect time? Yeah, and the drop, yeah, and the confetti. Yeah, it's so amazing. I'm just intoxicated. Like this, I'm intoxicated just watching you. Like it's fun to just watch you because you (laughs) emanate so much energy and like you're so passionate about it. Like I'm people that know me know I'm an NJ person, but like Mm -hmm. next to you, I'm like, I'm just like in awe of you. And it's funny because (laughs) I I have so much respect and appreciation for you, and it's like. You think that that would like fade, but I'm sitting here just like with everything but my my jaw dropped, <laughs> just soaking, just basking and soaking it in because it's just it's so beautiful to see Thanks, someone bro. so passionate and happy. I know what I'm coming from, and that's why that people talk like ask me every day. How are, how are you, bro? I'm always good, man. If you see me walking here, I'm good. I know where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So every second of my life after that is a blessing. And doing what I love, dude, is always extra. So what am I going to complain? Mm. I'm not complaining, dude. I know where I'm coming from. I know where I didn't have a bathroom. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I was literally digging holes, you know, mm. stuff for two weeks. But I still remember that. <laughs> but still. We moved to a place when I was a kid with my stepdad. Yeah. He owned the place. And we went to this little house that he built. And we didn't have a bathroom. So we literally had to, like, dig holes for, like, two weeks while the pipes were getting, like, put, like on the, put them down mm. on the floor, you know. And, yeah, so that's why I'm always on a positive attitude. And I, something really, really bad have to, have to happen to me if I'm not smiling, you know. Because I appreciate every second that I have here. It's a good way to look at it. Yeah, man. Yep. Damn. Wow. I, I need a fucking drink now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Yeah. Can I get a Heineken Zero, please? I, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna personal challenge too. I'm not drinking for 200 days. I, I know, and I'm proud mm-hmm. of you, bro. You've been crushing it, man. I um, I uh, I am just enjoying it, man. I am so, ha- I'm also happy. Like it's so much easier to not drink too because like there's all these mm-hmm. NAs and stuff like that make it a little bit easier, but. I'm just happy, bro. I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. You know, and nice. it's something that's um, something really beautiful. That's good, man. So, um, but back to you. Yeah, like I last year I did 100 days sober, and this year I'm doing 200. Next year I might do a whole year. Yeah, you know, it's just personal challenge that I like to spice up my life with. You know, to show I'm yourself like, that you can do. I'll it. I'll be done in four weeks, so I'm excited that I'm gonna have a drink, but I'm scared for the hangover too. Yeah, the hangover is gonna suck, bro. Yeah. It's going to be that sweet nectar. The first one's going to be rough. The second one's going to be okay. third one's going to be like, we're back, baby. And then the next one, you're going to be like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. So Lost count after four. <laughs> yeah. And that's... That, that, I mean, if you ain't having six plus, bro, you ain't even drinking. Those, those hangovers <laughs> are the ones that make me make these decisions. I'm like, next year, I'm not drinking. Yeah. Because the best thing to happen in my life, I'm not going to lie. The best thing to happen in my life is it happen when I'm sober. I've never had anything bad happen to me when I'm when I'm sober. Everything negative happens when I'm, when I'm drinking. Yeah, I'm saying, dude, it's how is that crazy? Everything, that crazy? and even not just that, but when I'm also surrounded by a bunch of other people that are drinking. So sometimes I can be sober, but I'm put myself in an environment where everyone is inebriated yeah. and bad things happen. And I, like now that I don't drink, I mm-hmm. don't. I don't go out past midnight. Like, I have some of the most amazing people in, in my life mm-hmm. here in town, Chris and Christina. And I'm like, hey, guys, I love you. But, like, if y'all staying out past midnight, shit, fuck, I, I got to take my own whip. Yeah. And, like, that is such a big growth thing for me. Because, like, old Taylor be like, fuck it. You, y'all in town for three days? I don't give a shit. I'm going to drink with y'all. Yeah. I'll go back to not drinking when I'm done. You pussy going to bed? Pussy yeah, yeah, fuck that <laughs> That was me, bro. And now I'm just like, nah, dude. Like, I, this is the... The person that you love and care for, like, it doesn't uh-huh. drink, so I'm not going to stay out past so midnight. So he's making it sound like that I'm pushing drinks on him. Absolutely wasn't. I'm. It's just the recognition. I'll do the same. <laughs> it's the recognition of me because for anyone, like, when you cha- changing your life in any way, it, for me it was drinking, right? Mm-hmm. Changing your life when it becomes the norm, that's a like a really big moment. Like it's a, it's mm-hmm. awake like a big awakening moment. And for me, like. Getting to that point where, like, not drinking was this easy. Like, the preferred way to conduct my day. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not hard anymore for me to turn down mm-hmm. a drink. It's natural for me to now turn down a drink. It would be more odd for me to accept a drink. Yeah. And that would, that that sh- that shift, that paradigm mm-hmm. shift w- has changed my life. Literally 360. Now, bro, <sighs> crazy. Because you know what? I have, like, alcoholism in my family, too. And I'm child, Caribbean, childhood, so I think so too. Childhood trauma and stuff, man, affects <sighs> you. And willing, it might be not a bad thing for some people, but when I drink, I just don't want to stop. Me neither. People think alcoholism is drinking at six in the morning. Alcoholism can has so many levels. I agree. It can be just not wanting to stop. Can I have one beer or two or three and that's it and go home? I'm not that guy, bro. I want to take a shot. I want an after party. Mm-hmm. I want to chug a beer with my boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that was exactly me, bro. That's, Everything you just said was yeah. like one, two, three. Four. I'm doing like quadruple fucking Jameson and gingers, like a yeah. freaking pint glass with like a sprinkle of ginger. And, and I get euphoric, bro. I get excited about everything. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, we feel like fucking superheroes. But the superheroes. next day, that's when it's scary. Well, that's why we keep drinking. Because to, you to, can make things. And I was like one. And I was one looking over your shoulder, making sure because I was I didn't I don't drink that much compared to no, the Kevin, way that you Chris used never to. drank. Like we me. we might be the kind of personality that leans into alcohol, yeah, 100%. or traumas or something like that. And it's something 100%. we gotta fix. And mental and physical growth shows you that you gotta make decisions in your life, and maybe give up alcohol is one of them. For me, it was I realized that giving up alcohol was. It's complete. Like, I, like I was in tears, bro. No, I, I, like I was in tears at like how? Why did I not see? Like when I finally realized my issues, mm-hmm. dad, the traumas, right? The trauma, the, mm-hmm. the the childhood trauma, the daddy issues, the the all the, the the people that I've hurt, the the strained relationships, the the bad part, me being a bad partner to people, uh, just poor business decisions, mm-hmm. all the things because of me trying to stay numb. Mm-hmm. keep drinking to stay numb mm-hmm. and and being so laser focused on like right in front of me and not seeing all the in the periphery like all the people i was hurting and things that i was doing mm-hmm. really tore me up i had like three four months where i was just like so sad mm-hmm. at how i treated people and how i treated myself yeah and it was just really it was really really hard for me to process that because it 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 just like i started to put myself in everyone else's shoes from like 15, 16 to, uh-huh. to that day. And I was like, this is a long list of people that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I have a story. I went to Denver and I did shrooms and I had a trip, bro. But it was. I know. I can't wait to do it. I was. It was like the first the first hour was scary. So I had to go back to the rest like the Airbnb. Not my friend's yeah. apartment where she was. She, she gave us a room and we stayed there. So I told Nikki, Nikki, this, we were on Meow, Meow Wolf. It was this What's museum. Meow, Mo- What's Meow Wolf? Meow Wolf? Meow Wolf is a museum. It's a museum like you get Is it this there? a real place, bro? Yeah, is this, are you Meow talking Wolf. about what happened in the trip? No, no, no. Okay. This is a real place. We went to Meow Wolf. That was the whole plan. We're fucking, gonna take I'm some fucking shroom. Googling this shit right now. We, we're going to take some shrooms, go to Meow Wolf, and have a nice trip, right? This isn't my first time sober trying to do shrooms. And then we... Got to the place. Oh my god! You see what? the pictures did you do on that? shrooms. Oh shrooms! Oh, oh no! I think I did too much. And I was the, in the beginning. It was it was like oh this is great. Oh I'm feeling it already. You know, your first trip you went to Meow Wolf. Yeah, bro. And my friends did a little bit, and me the way I am, I just my head hurts. Bunch. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like a spaceship. It's like you're in another universe. Oh my god! I think you'd be feeling like you're on a trip, even if you're not on shrooms. Even there. even sober, dude. But imagine for me, and then I get I get to this room, and there's a video playing, and there's people just sitting watching this video. Why do we work? Why are we doing this? And I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and my brain is just thousand miles per hour, and I tell Nikki, Nikki, I don't feel great. Let's go. And she, thank God, she was with me, and she didn't do anything. So she took me back to the room. But when we went back to when we went back to the room, that's when I started like digging into this part of my brain where I never was, and I was drawing, bro, with emojis on my phone, and I draw myself going back in time, and telling that kid back there that everything is gonna be okay, that he we gonna that I'm gonna help him escape the 
the sad parts of his life. But I'm going to go back and tell him, come back with me on this time because everything is fine here. Mm. In between him and me, there's alcohol, breakups, fights, and then Nikki. And then after that, everything is amazing. So I literally went back in time and grabbed that kid and told him, come with me because this is not fun, but I'll take you where everything is fun. And everything is drawn on my phone. Dude, mm-hmm. send me that picture right now. I got you. Um, so, yeah. I so, hope yeah, my man. first trip is as good as that one. <laughs> Seriously. Bro, Joe Rogan talked about it all the time. He's like, dude, do some shrooms, man. It'll help you. It'll help. And like that. I'm scared. I'm scared too, bro. <laughs> but like, I think I'm in a better place. I think I probably would. Something would have bad, really bad would have happened if I did that during the time that I was drinking. Stop it. <laughs> it was on Snapchat. Oh, you I see that? that. You see the circle? Yes. Send that. Can you just send that to me, I please? See, I got you. I got two. And this is the first one. And then the second one is right here. But this is more like, do you see how I'm crying here? And I'm like telling this kid, come on in the other side. You see the love in the middle? And I'm like, come to here because it's cool. So I grabbed myself, went and took, him, took myself back here. Oh, my. Send me both see, of them. Yes. See my breakup? Yep. And then alcohol. And yep. then Nikki. And then me. So I went back and took that kid back to this time. Can you send those to me, please? Yeah, I got you. Send me both those images. <laughs> I'm just going to put them in one frame. Um, that's incredible. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> Right? Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy amazing, where bro. your brain goes. And when, then I got... I went back when you to, unlock all of it. When you unlock... All, yeah. I when went back to my reality brain. and I'm like, wow. I enjoy my reality so much now. And I, I feel like I went back in, in time. And Nikki was like, what's for you? I was here helping you. You were a little scared, though. What did she say? <laughs> she said, you be a little bitch. <laughs> you be a little bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, dude. Stroke the furry walls, Jeffrey. But yeah, man. Anyways, yeah, dude. And now, after COVID, I started, like, we were part of the trio crew. Remember, Mm -hmm. going back to the story, we were part of the trio crew. We dropped the video, remember? Everything was fine. Unfortunately, Sparbucks and Wayne couldn't work for us anymore. Yeah. They became fathers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby, you know, dad died. And I had to step out of the nightlife because of just alcohol. And my, my life then was very tumultuous because of just how heavy I was drinking, my relationship with myself, my relationship mm-hmm. with others, which wasn't healthy. And I had to take, I took a, Jesus, almost two years like off, like really just separating. I, I still don't, I'm still not even in that life. Like I'm still separating. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be out past 12, like nothing good happens that late. And, but now that I'm at a really healthy place, like we were talking about earlier before this podcast, mm-hmm. like I could do a couple nights of just, just for fun, not even for money, just like come out, do it. Cause I, you know, yeah. We, we we loved it. Like yeah. we loved it. We love making people happy. Yeah, of course. Nobody that's a really passionate DJ doesn't love the feeling they give people. Yeah, it's a reciprocal relationship. You you don't need to come 100%. for the alcohol and free drinks. You know, it's just you really have to love this. And for <laughs> me, I tell people if you want to be a DJ, yeah, like you got to be a little bit crazy in the brain, bro. Hundred percent. Have something you think different, there, right? Definitely think different. To uh-huh. put yourself out there, and not be a part of the pack. If you think think about like think about just animals, right? Mm-hmm. The one animal that says, I'm going to veer off this way for the pursuit of more mm-hmm. food or to make a shortcut or mm-hmm. there's all the safe thing to do is stay in the herd. Anytime you venture out, mm-hmm. you got to be a little crazy. Yeah. You got to be a little crazy. Right. Yeah. That's what you I know, tell but, people. But, but, but fortune you, favors but the bold. You'll find things that not the whole pack is not going to find. You know, you're going to find yourself in new adventures and stuff. Do like you know that. that quote? Fortune favors the bold. 
No, I didn't. I don't know. Maybe in Spanish, I know it. <laughs> that's so. That's that's essentially what we're talking about. Like mm-hmm. fortune favors the bold. Like you have to be bold and essentially do yeah. and be different. Create your own luck. Mm-hmm. Create your own luck. You know, be, I'm gonna say be brave too. You know, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna read. I want you to talk about um, the show, but I'm gonna read this quote uh, real quick. Um, I think that you're gonna love this, mm-hmm. and I think it's gonna be great to share with everyone. Um, this is actually in the largest size I could find it, um, sitting above my bed. It's uh, by Theodore Roosevelt. Uh-huh. It's called Man in the Arena. I think you're going to like this. Mm-hmm. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong person stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errors, who comes short again and again, because there is no great effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, Mm -hmm. the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumphs of high achievement and who at the worst if he fails at least fails while daring greatly so here's the best part so that his place shall never be with all those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat wow it's my one of my favorite quotes of all time really it's a great quote it and it's just a testament to those who get out there and get the fuck and just go for it. Yeah. Be bold. Be that fish that you mean like you could be the person that says, I'm just gonna stay here and lose with everybody else, or I'm gonna stay mm-hmm. here and win with everybody else, but never never have had the courage or the boldness to mm-hmm. go out and say, I'm gonna do what in my heart and in my mind I think I should do. And your whole story speaks to that. You Thanks. put yourself in the arena. You went out there and, and shadowed other DJs. You got <laughs> out there and, and said, oh, yeah, I'll do this gig. I don't yeah. know what the fuck I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be courageous. Yeah, and in a totally different country, totally different culture, a totally different language, you know. Crazy, dude. Levels of, levels of adaptation, you know, that I have to pass, you know. I'm, I'm on the fifth level, maybe, the writing professional emails right now. This. I gotta go to Chef GPT. <laughs> yeah, I need some help. The day that Chat GPT came out, Soto was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For real, yo. What do you, what, what interests you so much about Chat GPT? Well, just writing emails, you know, correctly, asking stupid questions. If you think Chat GPT writes a correct email, some of, some of, some of, no, what, like, like, you know, proper email, like, yeah, how, no, no, no. I'm, how I'm, can I ask for a raise? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm talking smack. I'm, I'm like, warding out and yeah. using words that they use and base and just use mm-hmm. my own. Like, so you wanted a free therapist is what you're talking about. Something, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to ask my girlfriend all the time. She's going to end up charging me for, you know. <laughs> we should just do that. Like, ask, uh, chat ask GPT. GPT. Yeah. How, how do I get a raise? Wait, so who did you ask for a raise from? Eric? Yeah. Did he give it to you? 20%. Ah, ah there you go, <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> no. Eric, we think he deserves uh, 30%. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. We got a great agreement with Eric, man. And that's the thing that I love about Eric's Eric. Eric's shit, man. Uh-huh. He listens to you, man. And that's what I tell every new DJ that comes here. I'll be like, hey, the owner likes to be part of like the bottom 
to top and he will listen to you. If there's something you don't like, talk to him. You know, he will like listen to you and everything. Yeah, it's a great listener. For me, Eric is a life mentor. And I agree with that. I, I would 100% agree that Eric is a good, he's someone, I mean, he's so busy, so that's tough. But obviously, yeah. you guys spend more time together because you're actively yeah. there for the business and, 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 Working together and friends. Working together yeah, talking to friends too. Eric was so kind to me through all the things. You know, he was always, he was never anything but fucking kind. Mm-hmm. Even when I was in Miami and he, he, I was in Miami. He called, he knew where I was at. I think it was a post or I, or I sent him a picture or something. He, I sent him a picture and just like, hey man, you know, I'm down here. I'm sad we missed you guys when you guys were last down here or whatever. He called the owner of the, of the fucking club off Ocean Boulevard mm-hmm. and told the owner to go, fucking go buy me a shot. And that was one of his guys. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely Eric. Just found you in the, in the bar? He took. Well, he he, he, he found, a picture. He, oh, I, I'm find find the loudest guy in the crowd. And oh, it's not boy. hard to find Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my boy. Give him a shot. Yeah, it was just really nice of him. You know, of course, like, like, Eric is like that. He's man. just such a great dude, man. He, I, I wish him, his wife, and his family, and Bri- and obviously his brother, like Bryce. Bryce is the, the fucking. All of them were really nice. I met all of them in Jamaica. Really? Yeah, for Bryce's wedding. Bryce, oh, that was, you were down Bryce there for the asked, wedding. Bryce asked me to be one of, be one of his best men. You were down there for the wedding. Yeah. That must have been awesome, dude. Was, I'm one of the cousins too, bro. Hey, <laughs> que paso? I know. And yeah, man. So for me, Eric is like a, a big brother. I, like I can agree with that. You know, I, I look up to Eric so much, man, and I, I would consider him a brother too. Like he's just such a. I've never. I've. He's such a remarkable person. I've never met anyone like him. Mm-hmm. He's such a unique person. Yeah. And then even Bryce. Bryce, it's funny watching them together, though. Yeah, because they're so different, <laughs> but so similar, you know? They look alike, but they're so different, yeah. too. And you see and Bryce, watching, watching Bryce singing, like, you reggae, know, reggae chilling. And, and, and dancing. And it's Eric just standing, not being too affectious, physically affectious, you yeah. know? But Bryce would come and hug you. What's up? I love you. Yeah. Brother, you know? It's, it's just so funny. I different ways to show love, you know? I remember the day Bryce lost his, his keys to his new Jeep. Oh, my God. And Eric was like... Just watching Eric like be that brother, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Was really was really interesting. So yeah, it's funny. Man. It was really cool. Yeah, but but yeah. let's let, we got to wrap here in a second. But let's I wanna I wanna end with a big our version from a podcast mode of like the CO two going off. So uh-huh. you want to tell everybody about uh, HTF? HTF. What do you think that stands for? I don't know. Riverfront Park. Oh, HTF, dude. You want to tell everybody like how that how you ended up get booked for that and all that. Okay, okay. So working for Eric basically opened doors for me everywhere else because he had all the connections and stuff, you know. Mm. And he will put his his part of the job, which is the connections, and I have to put part of the job. And he worked on some venues and some other didn't work, you know, because sometimes not everything is gonna work in your life, you know. So you gotta be used to having up and downs and stuff. So um, I became. Eric invited me to, for his birthday to Holes, one of the best restaurants, if not the best, in Charleston. And I was like, what, what am I doing here? And he actually invited me because he wanted to tell me that he, if, if he wanted to ask me if I want to be his, his uh, entertainment director. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started being part of the management, you know? <laughs> and I started being part of the management, and then he was like, hey, man, I, I want to represent you. Like, I want to be your manager too, get you booked out there and stuff. And because I want you to represent Trio Brand. And I was like, let's go. So 
him and Kelsey, uh, who's part of the management here too, and they built this company called New Wave. Mm. And we are four DJs working right now together. It's Costa from Boston. Mm-hmm. Angelo the Kid from mm-hmm. New Jersey, but now he's located in Charlotte. He's entertainment director in Charlotte, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trio Charlotte. And then Rivas, who works in Boston too. That's why I love Boston because all my boys are there. <laughs> and Shout out to Buddy Costa. Yeah. So Vinny, Vinny Vibe, I think he's from Boston too. Or he, he has, I don't know where he's from, but he works with Costa before. And he came and DJ here. And he was, he was working, touring with Pibble. And when they booked Charleston, he contacted Kelsey, which I always was going to be thankful with Kelsey for that. She put my name out there. He was like, hey, like, I need an opener. You know anybody to open for Pitbull at the Riverfront Park? And she said, Soto. Soto is the right fit. You know, Pitbull is more like Mr. Worldwide. He's Cuban, Miami style. I'm Latino, too. I got my reggaeton night and stuff. But I played in Charleston for 10 years. So I can do a mix of everything. You know, really, really open format. And he agreed. And then she called me. You know, and she was like, hey, I got you gay." And I was like, what's up? Do you want to open for Pitbull? And I was like, what? Because everybody was wondering in Charleston, who's opening for Pitbull? Who's opening? And nobody was answering on Facebook, you know? I was like, I don't even know. Then I type, I know who's opening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I went back in the comments. And I was like, I know who's opening, but I didn't say it was me. Um, but yeah. And dude, I love how cheeky you are sometimes. Like, yeah, I'm like so that all the time. <laughs> I, I am like that all the time, bro. He's very cheeky. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, well, the day got here and I prepared myself for like three years in a row. I was like, I got I to gotta make sure I play music for these grannies because every generation is there every mm-hmm. age mm-hmm. clean version of course mm-hmm. you know they send me all details of the do not playlist and because you know you gotta follow the rules and stuff and I, pre- I prepare myself and I get there you know and guess who's opening first DJ United my boy is there on stage first you know and I was like yo what's up bro it's so good we're together here you know There's- he called me so he was supposed to do a gig and then he called me, Wade called me. I was like, yo, I, I got an opportunity to, to do the Pitbull thing. I'm, he's like, can you cover this other gig for me? I already had another gig, but he oh. hit me up. So I knew he was, I was, I was going to be there because oh, really? he called me to cover his gig. Because mm-hmm. I'm do. i heavy in the private, the private stuff right nice. now. And so he was like, and he knows that. I mean, yeah, fuck, I'll, I'll throw it the fuck down. Mm-hmm. So he said, like, will you do it? I'm like, I can't. I already got a gig. But congrats on the fucking Pitbull yeah. spot. You know what I mean? And I get there. He's playing in this 10,000 people in front of him, dude. And I'm like, I haven't drinking in a hundred something days. If I take a shot right now, everything will be okay. But if I don't take one and I'm done doing this, if I stop, like, if I don't drink at all, I can do anything in my life, you know? And I got in, I got in there, man. Wait, I, you didn't drink? I didn't drink at all. The whole concert? Of course not. Let's go, bro. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That's great. But I thought about it because I was so nervous. It was the biggest, like... Crowd I ever had, 10,000 people, man. Not all DJs get to play in front of 10,000 people. And you have to do a good job. So when I get on in front of the, the people and the wait is done and I, I step on, the, on stage, I grab the mic. 
What's up, Charleston? How are we feeling tonight? And you can hear the people's voices. You know, do that sample right now. Which one you want? The people or the fuck? The people. The- <laughs> but it's like 10,000, you know? <laughs> 10,000 people right there. Maybe this, maybe this. Yeah, super excited. <laughs> Just like that. And then I start playing. Yeah. And I play everything, bro. Every genre. You see every ethnicity, every age. So you got to like play for other people. Mm. But the, the song that people love the most was Dynamite. Oh, Tyler Cruz? Yes. I like how we both just said it at the same time. We're not DJs or anything, eh? <laughs> I'm like, my, my, my brain was spinning through all the Dynamite songs I know, and then I was like, what would be the one, one best fit there? 124 BPM, boom, Tyler Cruz. Yes. <laughs> 122 BPM, whatever yeah. it is. That song works anywhere, anytime, with anybody, bro. You got to play it all the time. So, everybody... I put myself in this sometimes sometime, saying hey, uh-huh, And I put the volume down, saying, ah. I was like, whoa. You know, I dropped <sighs> Bad Bunny. I dropped Taylor Swift, Love Story, <sighs> Disco Lines Remix, you know? Yeah, man. All that. And then they were like, hey, you got one minute. Boom. I finished my set. People comes on. I go down there. And everybody, oh, my God, you did so great. You know, I got my boy taking pictures and stuff. And. It was it was amazing. Yeah, AC did a good job with your content. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing, man. And then getting paid, getting paid by that. After I did the best thing I ever done as a DJ, right now. You so should frame far. that check. Oh, I don't. It's they, gone. Direct, it's direct deposit. <laughs> <laughs> I own that money already. <laughs> no, but yeah, dude, it was an amazing experience. And thank, thank God, like everything is because Trio and Eric and. Mm-hmm. New Wave and Kelsey and everybody who's been helping me growing on, on the scene and stuff, you know. But yeah. Everything's been good so man. far. Thanks, man. And now we just announced it today at 2 p.m. We have Dead Mouse in Charlotte. Wow. What day is that? October 14th. We got Dead Mouse in Charlotte and I'm opening <sighs> for Dead Mouse too. Wow. Yep. Dead Mouse anywhere near Halloween is always great. I feel right. Like. <laughs> Damn. Your boy's fucking working that whole weekend. But yeah. yeah. Are you? Yeah, man. Yeah, imagine, bro. We literally posted and 30 minutes later, it was shared by 700,000 times. Wow. wow. You can see, you know, when people share yeah, their yeah, reel. Yeah. 20 minutes, like, 1,000 people share already. Crazy. I don't know what the number right now. You want to check the number? Yeah, I'll check it. All right, let me see what's up. Yeah, it's crazy. Trio Charlotte, yo. Dead Mouse, October 14th. Soto, DJ Soto's opening. Um, let's, you know, LFG. Let's fucking go, guys. That's big. Yeah, bro. I'm going to tag. Uh, we're going to tag Dead Mouse and um, Pitbull in this episode. Hopefully, so you listen to it. You can see he has. Let's see. Let me see. Hold on. 800. Oh, yeah. And 40 likes. And then. Wow. Look at you guys. 1,300 shares, right? Yeah. That's how many people is talking between them, you know, like mm. sending to each other and like, yeah. yo, check who's coming, like, check who's coming. Yeah, I know how social media works. <laughs> and 200, <laughs> 200 comments. You have to be a jerk. Wow. I'm just like, I, I had to get, I had to get one smart ass remark in between. That was my job for this podcast. <laughs> that was your job. But you would, you've been so nice this whole time. We got no, Chris is infamous. Uh-huh. Let me tell you about this one time I got pulled over. <laughs> oh my oh, God. No. Getting, okay, pull, getting pulled over is part of my life too. <laughs> <What about it? laughs> <laughs> uh, I was driving mm-hmm. 
and through the tunnel in Boston. Yep. And I was going home. We were going someplace. I get pulled over. I'll let him tell. I'll let him tell his version in a second. He's not even telling the full story. I was driving. I got pulled over. Uh huh. The cop gets up, walks to his side of the fucking car instead of my side. Uh huh. And then I roll down the window so that I can address the officer and tell him he's a dick and he shouldn't pull me over. And I don't know what the problem is. Not in those words. But essentially, but were, say, you, were you speeding though? I was essentially going to say to the officer, "Hey man, what's going on? You know, what can I do for you?" Uh huh. All that fun stuff. Before I can say a word, Chris, not looking at the officer per se, but turns to me. Was it, were you, did you turn to me or did you turn to the officer? I think you turned to me. I turned to the officer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Even uh-huh. worse. He's even worse. He's not telling. He's not telling the full story. He turns to the officer, <laughs> and do you know what he said? So, what do you think he said to the cop? Uh, what's up? How are you? This what's is my up, best friend. What, I love him to death. You, but what do you think he said to the cop? I don't know, man. He's pretty chill right now. Just what if you were sitting passenger with me and I was driving and we got pulled over and mm-hmm. the, you 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 decide to say something to the officer who doesn't give a fuck about you? Uh-huh. <laughs> what's one of the things that you would have said? Hey, hey, officer, what's going? You know what? You want to know what this fucking what he said? Son of a gun said. I told him not. I told him not to, not to speed. <laughs> <laughs> What? He, would you pass an officer on the left? Just going like faster than the police not officers? On, I don't, not on the left though, because he's supposed to be fast. No, that's what Taylor did. Oh my God. Scary. I don't know, man. Man, he was going too slow. I had places he, to be. I would pass him, but chill my speed. You know? I, I, was I, was, nah. I, would, I would slowly <laughs> pass him, you know? Like, oh. He wasn't a slow pass. Okay. That's it's like, different. oh, what is all this traffic? And then you saw the cop. I'm like, slow oh. down. Whatever, bro. Yeah, you see, the traffic is nobody wants to pass. Whatever. It. I don't care. I got pulled over. Yeah. Who I, gives I a shit? This, I'll do the same. He ain't had to say nothing. <laughs> but were you sober, though? Everything was fine? That, I think it's because I was drinking, and he was actually sober that day. Oh, so you don't care. He's fine. I did the same thing. Seven years, I had, to pay, I had to fucking deal with that stupid-ass ticket. Me, too. I had to pay a couple of <laughs> DUIs, bro. Because yeah, that, that was the only that was the only speeding ticket. Thousands, thousands no, of I've dollars. Had, I've had a few. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of many. <laughs> that was one of I, many. I don't know how many. How many was I in the car for? Like four, at least. Yeah, like four. The statute of limitations is gone right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Different yeah. state. <laughs> you can't. You can't get me at Mass DMV. You can't get me now. I'm gone. <laughs> but yeah, man. Listen, this has been all, we we got to bring you back for another episode. Yeah, man. You Part two, I mean? if you want. We're gonna drop. Um, for those of y'all listening, we're gonna drop this full unedited one in the Patreon, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna clean and button this up for uh, um, all you guys um, on on uh, Spotify and Apple Music and everything else. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, there's probably a lot of stuff that we cut out um, just for time's sake, and also because um, you know these bills got need to get paid so you know <laughs> join the patreon check it out so shout out dj soto um obviously dj acadia slash chris you gotta, co you gotta do the sample though yeah okay. you, gotta do the, you wanna hit yeah, it you wanna yeah. hit it okay first. say their name no first. you want to hit, hit it oh wait wait wait, wait. wait. which one you want the, the horn the horn it's gonna be that one okay. all right so okay go ahead do it do the thing say 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 drop my get name. your get your okay okay ready are we intro are you walking we're, into the club we're saying oh, uh, oh, okay. i want shout out thank you dj soto Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and shout out DJ Soto. 
And we couldn't have done it without DJ Acadia, Chris Cole. We'll catch y'all next time. Tippy bartenders. They were good to you. Be good to them, too. Exit the building. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And, and this is... This was amazing. I had a great time. I appreciate it. And I definitely it, have a lot of more things to share with you guys. And yeah. I love, like, when people know about my life and where I'm coming from and where I am right now. Because I'm the same kid. I'm still that kid who had a dream. Yeah, man. You definitely are. You've definitely been uh, just, uh, just a fucking 100 since day one. So Thanks, bro. Mad appreciate respect. It. Appreciate same your for growth. You, man. Same for you. Thank you, bro. Thanks uh, for sitting down with us, man. Yeah. Nice to meet you, brother. Nice to meet you as yeah. well. We all got to get together, Jamal. He's a good. He's he really is a good DJ. Let's go. Like he really is a bad. I get here, bro. Yeah, man, he's a bad motherfucker. So we'll definitely have to go. I've been. We've been driving around, so I'll fly down next time. It'd be cool to do a little back-to-back set with him, man. Just for throwback sakes, like him and I together when we DJs, it's really dynamic. We play off of each other. We grew up DJing together, so we play off of each other. Nice. So it's really cool to see us go back to back because we also have a little little competitive, and then like we, it's fun. It's always going to be a little competitive. Who's dropping the best track? You know. Yeah. A best scratch. He would say him. <laughs> Anybody, any DJ would say him. Them, you know. mm-hmm. I would say I would do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a blender. He's a scratcher. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm a little. But yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, if you want to do a part two, let me know. Oh, we're going to. We'll, we'll, yeah. drop, we'll drop the older secrets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you guys. All right. Thank you. Till next time, Music Mob, make sure you all click that form so that way we can get you guys your feedback. Uh, Patreon's going to have all the unedited, and we're, st- we're definitely bolstering our Patreon stuff, so check that out. Uh, we can't thank you guys enough. Keep listening, and uh, catch you next time. You. Peace. Let's go. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We want to give you a shout-out, so click the Music Mob link in the description. Let us know what episode you listen to, and if you have anything you want to highlight or a story you want to share. You can also let us know two songs that you would like us to make a custom mashup for, and we will play it on a future episode, and we will share a link for it as well in our Patreon. You!